Hi, my name is Mike Dillard, and this is Self Made Man, the podcast for those who want to leave their mark on the world and create a legacy of honor, integrity, and achievement in every aspect of your life. I'm glad you're here, and once again, it is time to forge your destiny. Welcome back. Today, we're joined by the one and only Grant Cardone. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that you've seen Grant online. You know who he is, as he has taken the personal development and business training industry by storm over the past three to four years. And next week, he is hosting one of the largest training events in the world. The three-day 10X Growth Conference is going to be held this coming weekend, February 1st through the 3rd at the Marlins Baseball Stadium in Miami, Florida. So I wanted to get Grant on the show for one primary reason. He held his first event just 36 months ago, and today he's about to sell out a stadium that seats 35,000 people, and I wanted to know how he's managed to pull that off. So today we're going to take a look behind the scenes at what inspired him to take on a risk as large as he has to put on this event. We're going to find out how much it cost for him to put on this event which blew my mind. And we're going to find out how he plans to make money with it and how holding an event like this fits into his larger long-term strategy for the growth of his business. This is an extremely interesting and valuable interview when it comes to the mindset that he's adopted and how it's allowed him to take the ambitions and, frankly, audacious ideas in his mind and bring them to life. So without further ado, please help me welcome Grant Cardone. Well, Grant Cardone, welcome to Self Made Man. It's a pleasure to finally have you on the show. Hey, great, Mike. Uh, great to have uh, be on your show. And and uh, last time we ran into you was in Austin, right? Where you at the Bowie, right? Uh, yeah, you were uh, you were here with Elena, looking at buying uh, the Bowie uh, Tower downtown in Austin, which is where I live. And I hit you guys up via Instagram because I could see you touring uh, touring the building, which was awesome. And I think that y'all may have acquired it or you're in the process of we haven't we haven't acquired it yet but hey well done on you for being able to live in one of the nicest buildings in austin you know i've i've made the tour i've lived in the austonian the w hotel uh home condos the bowie and uh in the hilton condos so i've been i've been trying them all out yeah you like you like downtown obviously yeah downtown austin's just growing bigger and bigger and it's just becoming a really exciting city we've got google here now we've got facebook uh all downtown so this place is going to look completely different 10 years from now. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, I'm excited to, to talk about uh, your event, 10X Growth Con, coming up here in a week. And what I wanted to really interview you about today is how you guys as a team are pulling this off. Because you're going to have over 30,000 people in attendance. You've rented out one of the biggest uh, you know, sports arenas in the country. And how did you guys do it? Well, you know, man, I tell you what, it's 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 quite an undertaking. I've never done anything this big. Yeah. Uh, I remember my first speaking engagement had eight people in it, and it was set up by the guy I was working for at the time. And so, over the last thirty years, we've been doing events of some sort, most of which had you know one hundred and fifty to two hundred people, which is a lot of people. But uh, after I wrote a book called The Ten X Rule. I realized in that book, like how, how if you want to help people, 200 people is not going to ch- helping two helping one person changes conditions for that one person. And, you know, helping 200 people is a lot of people. That's a lot of people. But helping tens of thousands of people 
that's the magnitude at which somebody could operate that, that could really change people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like some of the companies that you mentioned, uh, Facebook and Google and, and, and uh, my friends, that, uh, a buddy of mine, he's the, one of the chief partners at Ernst Young. They, they hire 254,000 people there. Hmm. You start, you start doing that kind of thing. You're, you're starting to impact lives, put food on the table, give people opportunity. And, and so that's what we're trying to do with this growth, growth conference. We'll have, we have over 30,000 seats sold already and we have 10 days left to go. When did, uh, when did you come up with the idea and really the goal and the, and the location? Was this a year ago? Was this two years ago? How long have you been working on this? Yeah, so we did. We started our first 10x growth conference was uh, two years ago. There was 2,200 people at the first one. It was up the street at the Diplomat Hotel. We we didn't know do where it was going to be. We had never booked a hotel venue that <laughs> big. We booked. This is two years ago. It was Christmas. It was one day after Christmas actually. And I told my staff, two two executives, hey guys, we're going to do a conference in under 90 days. We did it in 77 days. Mm. Idea to Delivery of the seminar, the event, 2,200 people, everybody paid. There was no free tickets. And that was our first one. And then we, we, our second one had 10,000 people in Las Vegas. And this one, you know, over 30,000. Now, we did not know when we started selling this, which is an interesting thing for the self-made man, is what we do is we commit to a project. Then we start adding the mechanics afterwards. Like we don't pick dates and hotels first. We commit to the event, how big it's going to be. And then we work out hotels and logistics and dates. And because it's really out of order to figure the dates first. It's what most people do, by the way. Most people figure dates. Can they get a hotel? Can a, rather than making a commitment first. Mm. So the best things in my life have happened to me. I had to commit first and then figure it out. Being a father, being a husband running a business, starting a fund, all the great things that have happened to me required a commitment first. And then I had to add in, fill in later. So we actually didn't know. It's a great question you're asking. We didn't know where the hotel was going to be until five months into the ticket sales. Mm. We had sold one third of the seats without a location. Even when we had the location, we held it off. And we did not have a, uh, an exact date because we didn't have a location, nor did we ever disclose a speaker list and sold 10,000 of the 30 plus thousand seats. Wow. It's amazing. Which is quite contrary to what most people do. Most people have their hotel, they have their dates, they have their speakers, and then they start telling everybody that. Right. What we did was we went to our audience and said, look, we promise you the best event you've ever been to. We don't know the date. We don't know the hotel. And we know Grant's going to be there. My wife will speak. And I'm going to add a bunch of people. Yeah. Do you trust me? For those of you who trust me enough to do the right thing and, and really be 10x, buy a ticket. Yeah. That's and awesome. The, and, the public, and the public did. So that in the last two thirds, or at least the last half of our promotion time, then we were able to announce the speakers, the location, the dates. We're doing it on Super Bowl weekend, man. <laughs> like, like everybody says, you can't do it on Super Bowl weekend. I said, well, why can't I? Said, oh, you, you, you're going to miss sales. You're, you're going to have people that want to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I will miss some. They're not, not people that would be interested in your event anyway. Well, <laughs> they're, they're it, it, watching football. there could be a conflict. There could yeah. be, we, we had a guy that actually uh, 
But look, there's all kind of conflicts, right? I wanted Tom Cruise to come speak. Mm. He was to come and then found out he has to be on a movie shoot. Mm. Then I called Jamie Foxx and said, hey, Jamie, can you come do this gig? He's on a movie shoot. Or they're bullshitting me and they just don't want to do the deal. But the point is, there's always going to be a conflict with somebody. Somebody's got, I got a wedding to go to. I got this to go to. But so, so we, went, we went heads up with the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl will have more people, but, the, but it won't be three days. Right. Right. And, and, and people won't learn as much there. So did you hire a team that really took ownership of bringing this thing to life from a logistics standpoint? Because I have to, well, let me just ask you, how many of your staff members do you have putting this together? How many is it going to require you to pull it off? Everyone here is working on this. Yeah. Okay. We hired a guy that was supposedly an event specialist. He's not with us anymore. Hmm. He couldn't hang. <laughs> okay. So, you know, this is my people. We've never done this event this big. We just know, look, th th there's parks around the world that hold events like this all the time. And so, you know, walking into Marlin Stadium, it's one of the newest stadiums in the country. It's got a retractable roof. I had to be protected against rain in mm -hmm. case it rains. We got a commitment from the city to really support the people here. We're bringing great people in that have a, a monster intention because the audience, look, the audience makes the conference. It's not me and my speakers in the, in the venue. It's got to be a great audience. We have people traveling from almost 50 countries, and they're all with this mentality, I want to grow my business. From a, from a logistics standpoint, I've just got to imagine, I mean, it's, it's kind of like you're holding a baseball game, right? Like you're going to have to have staff all over the stadium for ticketing and showing people their seats and and yeah. just the logistics. Did y'all outsource that to another event company or how are you going to manage to find all the people to do that? Yeah, well, we, we, we will have, we will have, uh, uh, what do they call it? Temp, temp, temps, uh, temp workers, right. you know, cool. to facilitate registration. But keep this in mind. Like if you've ever been to a baseball game or a football game, th this, this is like a, a, a baseball game, which is nine innings, but this game is 69 innings. Right. Or 90 innings. Every day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. This isn't like a two-hour game. A football game typically lasts about an hour and 15 minutes, okay? This lasts uh, nine hours a day. Right. So now there's a lot of technology out there that helped us facilitate doing this that makes it easy, like transportation. You know, Marlins Stadium's uh, just south or just uh, west of uh, downtown Miami. Everybody's going to Uber. Nobody needs to get a rental car. Uh, Miami's a very easy place to fly into. A lot of traffic comes in and out of Miami every day. It's a sexy city. People are like, oh, Miami's a cool place. So some of that helped us. But also apps. We have an app called the 10X app, uh, 10X app VIP app. Uh, that helps people understand our offers while they're there, where to go, schedules. Uh, so there's a lot of technology that helps us pull it off. But yeah, we need bodies. You still have to have bodies to handle moving people around that many people around and i th correct me if i'm wrong i think i heard you mention somewhere what it's going to end up costing you guys to just to hold this event uh, is that a number you can share i'm going to be i'm going to be north of eight million and just south of 10. wow that's amazing yeah. that's incredible and is that is that going to be covered by uh ticket revenue or we'll be profitable before we sell a hot dog <laughs> before, before anybody walks into that arena, I guarantee you we will be a viable event. Nice. Awesome.
which is really, really important for everybody. Anybody that wants to do events like this or whatever it is you're doing, you're raising money, trying to sell a product, trying to raise money for charity. It is vital that you are profitable before you start doing your thing. Because if you're not, you know, if you've ever been to one of these conferences, and I and I have, I've spoken at them, where they use a headliner. And the headliner, you're going there for one or two headliners, and then, but you have to stay there and listen to the other people that you didn't really come for. And so we didn't want to do that. The reason those conferences are like that, and they serve a purpose and they're fine and everything, but the reason, and there's not a lot of entertainment, there's not a lot of jazz, there's not a lot of extracurricular, there's not a lot of surprised entertainment, right? Because there's no money. The thing runs on whether we can sell you something or not. Right. We, we didn't want to do that. We wanted to do, hey, it's going to be profitable. Now, man, I got entertainment coming in on this deal that like, it's going to, it'll blow your mind. Like top of the food chain rappers. Mm, cool. And nobody even knows they're coming. Nice. We haven't even promoted it. Every single day we have entertainment that is nowhere on a schedule to be found. The opening of the first day, 35,000 people will experience something and it'll blow. They're going to be like, I'm ne- that I'll never run my business the same way again. Nice. Because it's some, it costs us 60 grand to pull off this one thing that we're going to do Friday morning. Very cool. To me, that's really important. We're not trying to inspire people. We're not trying to motivate people. This isn't like, a, you know, changing people's mental. This is changing what people physically see so they see what's possible to do in their life and their business. I wanted to ask you, I know, I know what's in it for, for the attendees. What is your thought around this strategically for you as a business owner? What role does this play in the Grant Cardone business ecosystem? Yeah, that's a great idea. Well, it, look, look, when I collaborate with other people, which this is a collaboration with a lot of people. Hmm. So from some of the entertainment to John Maxwell, uh, Sarah Blakely, she's a billionaire. Hmm. Th- th- these are all also collaboration and branding opportunities for me. It lifts my brand up. Mm-hmm. You know, we bought a b- million dollars worth of billboards around Miami. You know, next thing I know, Miami Heat's calling me. The coach of the Miami Heat's talking about 10X to his team. One of his team members has called me, uh, hit me on Instagram. Dude, tell me about 10X, man. So, so this is a way to like, in the 10X rule I write about, omnipresence. Be everywhere all at the same time. If you're going to do something, saturate space. Mm. And so, like, this is an experiment. This is literally a, a, a live practical on 10X to a city. Mm. Find out what will, how will it benefit me and my business? It lifts my brand. It makes me known. It funds a lot of marketing and advertising. Then it gives me an opportunity to bring a guy like uh, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey's flying from LA to spend an afternoon with me. Mm. Like, I, I have to have that event to get Steve to come. Because Steve's on TV every day. Steve makes plenty of money. Steve, would you like to talk live to 35,000 people about what it's like to be an entrepreneur and a celebrity and a funny dude? How many people? 35,000, bro. Like Donald (laughs) Trump doesn't get 35,000 people. Like he's like, man, I would love to do that. So so again, in that, that, the second part of that, list my brand. Number two, it creates business opportunities for me with these people. Yeah. My friend Aubrey Marcus is the founder of Onnit here in Austin and a really fast, you know, health, uh, health company, fast growing health company. And he, um, 
we were having a conversation, you put it really succinctly, where you said gravity creates more gravity. Yeah. So as yeah. your gravity starts to increase, you just, all these other planets start to get sucked into your world and it just makes the gravity even stronger and you get a, a bigger totally. ecosystem. Yeah. So the, the third reason, you know, is that I want to spend more time with the client, you know, in a, in, a, in, a, in a world where we live with so much social media, so much of what you and I are doing right now, so easy for me to stream constantly and go live on Instagram. It, it becomes vital that you get to actually meet people. Real, real human beings are not avatars and not, you know, Johnny 5589. Mm -hmm. So, so this is the, the, one of the most valuable things for my wife and, and I is that we get to meet people. We love people. We like meeting people. I like taking selfies with people for me. And, and, you know, like people become real to me. It's easy to forget that. Yeah. Very easy. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I'm disappointed. I'm sure sometimes they're disappointed in me, but more often than not, I, I see more than what was on the Instagram or the Facebook post. Yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable how, at least in my case, whenever I've met, I've met folks who followed my work for years that I just, it's so easy to forget when you're working from a computer and a phone all day that you're talking to real human beings. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wanted to ask you about your your next goals from here and one of the i think one of the big pivotal points where i really got to know you i think more on a personal level was the interview you did with lewis house about a year year and a half ago and i know you started thinking bigger after that after that interview for yourself and i wanted to ask you if you have some dreams and goals now for your life and your business in the next two to three years that you really haven't talked about yet you're you're about to fill a stadium right what's next yeah. Hey, I, I mean, I think that we're, you know, without, without sounding arrogant and everything, like, like it, it goes back to the thing that got on it said, you know, it's like gravity, possibility builds possibility. Right. You know, and success builds success. I hear a lot of people talk about, they learn more from failure than success. No, I, I, I didn't, I didn't. And, and I don't, I, I have to tell, i be honest, like su success teaches me so much more than failure. Hmm. I know a lot of people disagree with me on this, but it takes a lot of humility to figure out something out, go through all the failures to finally figure out, boom, that worked, and then go repeat it. Tremendous amounts of humility to like, I'm going to repeat what just worked. Because the natural tendency is to want to like change things a lot. I see a lot of people not repeat. I know I've made that mistake a lot of my life. Mm. So what would I like to do? I mean, I would love to do 10x. Munich, you know, 10x Sydney, 10x yeah. Hong Kong, 10x Singapore. Nice, nice. Ma massive audience. I want to do, I'd like to do 80,000 people. Jesse Itzler, the founder of uh, Marquee Jets, mm -hmm. said to me, he's like, hey man, how many tickets you really got sold? I said, I got 30,189 uh, 30, tickets sold right now. I only have like 4,000 seats left. Mm -hmm. And like 4,000 seats is twice what the first event <laughs> Right. We know, we know based on what people are buying right now that we'll sell them. He's like, well, the next thing you're going to do is a football stadium, 80,000. And, and I said, man, F you, man. And I hung up on him. Right? <laughs> and, and, the, and then I hung up on him. Swear to God, Mike, I, I, I thought to myself, I wonder what stadium I would do. <laughs> so I don't know, man. You know, it's just fun. Like, like some of this is just, 
even if the place didn't field, it's going to be a big event, and 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 it'll be a uh, probably the fourth reason that we do things, not just to spend time with people, but it's really good for my staff. It's it's really important to the people that work around me that they're part of this, and they're like, wow, man, I I was part of that too. It's not just about Grant. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I would love to do that, man. I'm I'm highly interested in in disrupting Wall Street right now with our with our Cardone Capital uh, enterprise, our fund. We created, I think, we're on our sixth fund now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're truly giving, we're truly changing the way people raise money and what people can put money into. Right. So I can't do that because I don't have Blackstone's budget. I can't do it, and by the advertising. So I have to do it by things like this, right? And getting enough attention on successes that people feel confident enough with me to say, let me check into what he's doing at Cardone Capital. What, I don't remember this specific year. What year did you jump into social media with two feet? I guess I was still in uh, LA. So it must've been um, nine, probably, I think 2009. 2009, so a while ago. Yeah, well, it doesn't seem like that long ago because I'm 60. Yeah. So well, that, first 50 years of my life, I missed the party, right? And at <laughs> least, you know, Lewis Howes and those guys were playing in this space. Like Vaynerchuk was doing this years before I was. For some reasons, I, I thought it was sooner than that. I would, I would have put it at about five years ago to where, where so, I just start seeing Grant everywhere. But, yeah. uh, you know, you might be right. You might be, it might be more like 14, 13 or 14. Yeah. We started playing with Facebook, but what happened was I started playing with Facebook a little bit and then, I didn't use I didn't use Instagram until two years ago. Yeah, so that's that's why it probably seems so recent to me. Yeah, twenty fifteen. They're telling me right now twenty fifteen. So that's about right. About three and a half years ago, four years ago. And one of the most inspiring things that I I personally like about your story is the fact that you're you're sixty years old, and you just you dove in at what fifty five, fifty six. Yeah, right? yeah. Like that's amazing. I just turned forty last year. I've been an entrepreneur for twenty years now built my first seven-figure business by 2627. And it's, uh, it's really inspiring to see you doing what you're doing and starting from where you were at the age you are. Because I'm thinking 60, man, like, ah, I, I guess I'm going to be retired and living on yeah, a lake somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. You know, uh, you know what I do, man? I look for like guys, I look, you know, uh, Jack Bogle died the other day. I think he was 89 years old. And I'm like, dude, I got 29 years? Mm-hmm. If I got 29 years, man, I'm gonna be, dude. I'm a, I'm, I'm about to hack some freaking serious. That's that's how I think when I look at you. I'm like, yeah. I got 20 fucking years to go work so on my. Years, bro, <laughs> so. Like, like, and you got 20 years, and you got somebody saying, "Hey, you can do this, and then you can do that." Yeah, and you can have the life you want. Like, I didn't have any of that. Yeah, I had everybody telling me what couldn't be done, and more importantly. They, they were telling me without knowing it, they were trying, they were sabotaging me. They were like, they were like, they'd say, dude, just be happy with what you have. Why, why can't you, you already have more than most people. I'm like, well, like what most people? Well, your dad, your dad, you know, your dad, he worked his whole life just to have this. And I'm like, yeah, dude, what's that got to do with me? Like you should, oh, well, I grew up and I didn't have any money and I was in food lines. This is my mom talking to me. I'm like, yeah, so what? We ain't, we don't have food lines anymore. <laughs> like, like I want to do something. If I compare myself to every person is struggling on this planet, I will never get anywhere. I have to compare myself or at least look at 
what the winners are doing. Not that they're happier. I'm not talking about happy right now. I'm talking about, I can figure out happy later. Or maybe not. Maybe I never figured that out. You know, maybe Steve Jobs, no matter what, would have never figured that out. I don't know. Hmm. But I know that Steve Jobs still provides a great example for me in, in how he did business. So does Bill Gates. And, th- and then I'm trying to put together. So, so I'm just saying, I, I hope a guy like me can be an inspiration to, to a younger person and says, dude, I don't need to fold this, this pin up. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. It's like you started the best chapter of your life at a time when most people would be thinking about winding down. And on that same note, would you mind sharing when uh, you and Elena got married and, and had kids? At what, what age were you at yeah, that point? I was, uh, I was, uh, that was 2004. So 15, uh, 61. I'll be 61 in March. So that's 50, 45. I was 46. Yeah. Cool. So that's, you know, again, most people are, are starting to, to think that that's too late and you're just getting started and kicking ass. Yeah. Look, man, yeah. I'd have another kid right now, but I, I, I like, I, you know, I don't know if I produce enough sperm for count for that, but, <laughs> but, but the second thing is I, I don't, I'm like, well, that's kind of weird having a 10 year old and you're 70. Yeah. That's tough. I don't know if it's weird to the kid or not, but it starts, it starts thinking a little weird for me. You know, yeah. I'm 61. Most of my, my buddies, their kids are done with college. Mm-hmm. You know, some of their kids are working for me. So, so uh, my kids are six and are seven and nine years old. Right. Which keeps me really young because they want to go skiing and they want to go, you know, they want to jump off of this and like, you know, so it's fun, man. I mean, it's, it, it, I, I'm blessed and I'm grateful. And while we're still on, on this lines on, on the, the, the vitality that you have and what you're doing uh, at this chapter in your life. One of the questions I'm always wondering when I see you is, what kind of health program are you on, brother? Like supplementation? Are you doing anything kind of, you know, with the skincare? Like, what what tips do you have? Dude, the skincare. I wish I found a trick to the skincare. It's <laughs> like I just want I just want to be all nice and like I'm like, hey, I need to go get pulled in or something. <laughs> um, because dude, it's brutal. It's aging's brutal. Like it is so brutal. And, and Johnny says I look good, but you know. It's brutal, but, 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 you know, look, I, I, you know, I don't drink enough water. I'll tell you what I do wrong. Mm. I don't drink enough water. So I'm dehydrated all the time. I think the number one issue I have physically is dehydration. Mm. Uh, about a year ago, maybe nine months ago now, my body was starting to hurt a lot. Mm. Constant pain in my joints, hands, knees, feet, ankles, lower back, like a lot of pain. Dude. Like, like it wasn't just like, I was uncomfortable. It was like it was happening all the time. And so I went to a, a physical therapist. He started, you know, seeing me two or three times a week. I've done the uh, climate chambers. I've done the, the bio freeze thing. You know, I've done all that. And then I'm like, you know what? Dude, you need to go back. to. You need to get a coat. You need to get a trainer. And yeah. go to the gym. So like every day, six days of the week, I work out with a trainer. Yeah. I've missed maybe five days in seven months. Right. Yeah, it shows. So yeah, that that's what's really helped me, you know. Uh, we're actually we we're actually coming out with with a little supplement program that I'm on because mm. people ask me all the time, dude, what do you do? The weight, the protein powders. I hate proteins. Yeah. Sorry if you guys are selling protein powders, but, no. <laughs> uh, but I don't. It's not that I hate them. I, I they 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 don't make me feel good. Number one and number two, the containers are so big. 
and aesthetically, they, they mess up my kitchen and, and it bugs me. And then the vitamins, I have never been good with vitamins. So I started, I started researching, hey, who has a pharmaceutical grade vitamin? Not this garbage that you got to eat eight a day and you piss most of it out. And so this, this group came up uh, with, a, with a thing for me for keep me lean, get deep sleep. And I've been using that for a while. So I don't know if it's showing or not, but um, we're going to release it as 10X uh, medical systems at the 10X Growth Conference. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Haven't, haven't heard you talk about that before. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So let's talk a little bit about the event. Uh, you said you've got just over 3,000, 4,000 tickets left. Uh, it's coming up here in a week. So are there still hotel rooms available in the area? Oh, yeah. yeah. Miami is one of the easiest cities in the country to book a hotel and or to do Airbnb. Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, I always tell people, look, grab the seat first, worry about the flight and the hotel second. Without a seat, don't worry about the rest. Right. Right. And so where can people go to pick up a pick up a ticket? Well, there's two places right now, two places where your audience could get some super mm -hmm. deals. First, let me talk about people that don't have any money. Mm. OK, so if you're a fireman, policeman, I don't mean that you wouldn't have money, but government workers. OK, you, like some of you are not getting paid right now. Uh, there's military people out there in transition. Gold star wives or spouses. Firemen, policemen, I'd like to give back to you. So there's a, uh, there, if you go to 10xgrowthcon.com forward slash GA, 10xgrowthcon.com forward slash GA. Mm. If you don't have any money, but you're not a policeman, not a fireman, if you're just broke, because I've been broke before, I'm just going to do an honor system here. Go there, I'll buy the seat for you. Mm. You pay the transaction fee, 47 bucks for a transaction fee. That's for me to transact register a seat and get you signed up. Okay. And then, and come to the conference. If you, we, we, we gave 4,000 hero seats away. That mm. was all first responders. So I'm out of those. So, but if you are a first responder, please take me up on this. Even if you have the money, let, let, let me give back something to you. It makes me and my, my family feel good. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, 10xgrowthcon.com forward slash GA. If you have a little bit of money and you're not one of those first responders, Okay, and you don't need me to buy your ticket. Go to 10xgrowthcon.com forward slash super saver. And those are our least expensive seats that we have in the arena. You can actually assign yourself the seat. And I promise you, this will be the best seminar, entertainment event, conference that you've ever been to. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I, can't, uh, I can't wait. And I wanted to ask you real quick one last question. Where did you learn your value set? Because I've heard your story. I know what's you know what you went through with drugs when you were younger, and and the the house that you grew up in, and and your brother and your father. Where did you get the values instilled in you to even think about offering something like that to first responders? Uh, where where do I get those? I mean, my my dad was a good dude. I mean, mm. he was a guy, but I mean, you know, he was he died when I was ten, so. He, he was a legit guy, though. I mean, he was a, he was an honest guy. It wasn't like he was a criminal. Yeah. I, I, I can't really attribute it to the people that brought me up. It's really just about discovering, hey, what makes me feel good? Mm. Doing the right thing sometimes is a very selfish activity. Mm. I've done the wrong thing so many times, dude. Like, I, you know, you know, doing the wrong thing, like, like, it always feels bad. I don't have to go to a class to find out 
you know, what the moral code is. I don't need a law to tell me what's right or what's wrong. I know what's right or wrong because I know how it, it, it makes me feel. Got it. You know, I just try to really trust my instincts. I'm extremely transparent and authentic person. So, so the point of that is like, I am a profitable, viable. I said this in the first one minute. Hmm. I am a viable unit. I, we make money on everything we do. Yeah. So if I'm giving 4,000 seats away, don't, don't think that I'm like the most generous guy in the world. I'm making money. I'm still making money. If I give a ticket away and you're, you're going to give me $47, that seat cost me 250 by the way. Yeah. I still figured out some kind of way for the rest of it to make me money. So these people paid me 15 grand for a seat. Mm. They bought a diamond seat. Uh, these people in yellow paid me $1,000 and bought one of my programs. So they're probably $2,000 to $2,500 seats. Look, I got to be profitable to be generous. You know, that's, that's the funny part about, uh, and I'm sure you see this all the time on your Instagram or Facebook ads because I see them on mine. People talking about, oh, you're just a greedy bastard, you know, talking yeah. about making money. And I'm like, I donated $50,000 to charity last year. How much did you give? <laughs> you yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. they, so. they didn't give anything. They're too busy criticizing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, people, you know, I bought my jet uh, last year and, and, and people are like, you could feed a country. Yeah. How, how do you know I didn't feed a country last year? Right, right. How do you know what I did? What, yeah. what, why can't I do both? Yeah. I know this, when I'm criticizing other people, I'm probably not creating my, I'm not probably not making my life any better. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a flawed, it's such a flawed logic in this space when you're teaching yeah. financial uh, abundance and, and people just don't understand that that empowers you to make a bigger impact on the rest of the world. I like what you yeah. said, dude. Gravity, gravity makes more gravity, man. Velocity yeah. makes more velocity. Success creates more success. It's just like this pendulum the pendulum, when the pendulum starts going, that odd-shaped circle, you know, I think it's like a piston. Elliptical, or maybe. yeah. Yeah, it's elliptical, right? Is it elliptical? And then, then when that thing starts going, it's hard to get it going, but once it starts, it's hard to stop. Ah, got it. Yep, yeah. Well, Grant, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for the time today, brother. You're the man, dude. You're the man. I don't know if I'm self-made, you know, but I do get the, I do get the concept, and I like it. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's something that's, that's pretty funny. There's two different definitions of self-made man, right? And and one uh, group of people thinks that it's a very egotistical based name or concept or brand. And for me, the way that I communicate it and think about it is that becoming a self-made man or woman really starts with the decision to take responsibility for your life. And it has nothing to do with doing things on your own or by yourself or without help because that doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, we all need that, but every single one of us and you didn't say one man. No, a ton of people. But every single one of us has to make that decision at some point in our lives to take responsibility for our future. And for me, it's that single moment and that decision that makes somebody self-made or not, uh, because most people aren't, aren't willing to do that. So that's how, we, that's how we like to talk about it, at least. I appreciate you, man. Absolutely, brother. Thank you so much, guys. Go pick up a, a, a ticket to the event. You've got seven days left. 10xgrowthcon.com and uh, Grant Cardone thank you for your time brother appreciate you thank you so much you bet
the sea. 